Guys, welcome to the Physique Factory podcast with me, James, and Conor Moran. So, how's it going? I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm on edge. Celtic and Rangers today, again. <laughs> what, was the, what was the result last time? Oh, well, Celtic pumped them last time. 3-0 uh, to Celtic um, in the first half. Could have been about 6-0 up, to be honest. Oh, nice. Didn't, didn't really need to play the second half. Who do, who do you support, James? I'm a Man United fan, unfortunately. Man United. Shocking yesterday. 1-1. Well, who were they playing yesterday? Uh, Leicester at home. I mean, the, the last 20 minutes, we got absolutely like dicked by them. So. Yeah, Leicester aren't too bad, to be fair. Yeah, they're a good team. Not a bad team. Took but... our man, Bra- uh, Brendan Rodgers, as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, he came from that, didn't <laughs> Halfway through a season. Yeah. Fucking was abandoned it, us. It was at Liverpool before that, weren't it? Um, I was at Liverpool, but I yeah. don't know if that was the last... Was it the last job he had before Celtic? I have no idea. I won't lie, I watch Celtic games and that's it. <laughs> I'm not um I'm not a world of football knowledge. This isn't turning into a football podcast now. <laughs> Might as well just turn it into that. Get uh, Fabrizio Romano on. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Brendan Rogers would come on for an interview. <laughs> Why did you fucking leave Celtic, you sneak? <laughs> Thought you were a supporter. <laughs> They'll say that. So in in terms of training and whatnot, how is that going? Um, well, I've just finished my wee tidy up phase. Um, I don't even want to call it a cut because I'm still pretty chubby in bodybuilding terms. <laughs> what, uh, but, um, what calories do you get down to? Um, I was actually doing like two and a half thousand, which is fucking super low for me because, like, when I done, um, I done that kind of prep thing in 2020, which I never ended up actually doing a show, but I got like you know show ready in that year, and I only went down to like two and a half thousand that year. And it was more gradual. This was more aggressive, I suppose. Yeah. Like, just get in and out, almost. Um, but, yeah, it's time to uh, push up again and build some muscle. I actually made this wee, like, tally thing um, on Google Sheets where it's, like, I was looking at my training career, if you want to call it that, and, like, how many years I've spent, um, how many months, sorry, I've spent cutting and how many months I've spent, like, building muscle. And I was like, shit, I should probably spend more time building muscle. Yeah, <laughs> especially, like, especially being natural as well. You need to, like drive your food up and get the calories in and uh, spend some time building muscle. And it's yeah, shit, definitely. Everyone's just obsessed with being lean all the time and staying in like uh, staying in a deficit or not being in a surplus. They're just scared of getting fat. I'm not saying like get ridiculously fat in the off-season, but people are scared of putting on a bit of weight, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. And uh, you see those guys that compete year after year and don't really take much time off and not very often you see them get better. Yeah, that's it. There's no progress at all, is there? Especially naturally, like like a natural guy's taking a two three month off season, it's going to do fuck all. <laughs> it's going to okay. do absolutely nothing. Apart from uh, what you call him, uh, Chris McCready, he seems to get away with. <laughs> yeah, he's competing all the time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he took last year off. To be fair, but um, as fuck. yeah, he's just fucking uh, yeah, unreal. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, most most natural guys can't really get away with that. Fair, fair fucking play if you can, but I can't. <laughs> I yeah, still I- need shoulders still need more arms still need more everything <laughs> you've seen like loads of posts from like like top coaches and they're saying oh there's another like seven or eight pounds that have gained in the off season uh this year and i mean like the off season was only about six months and i was like fucking hell you all compared the stage weight so at eight seven or eight pounds in stage weight i thought like, from year to year that's crazy and they only been like in a surplus for six months max if you're doing that every year, you'd just be fucking big Rami in no time. Yeah, that's fucking <laughs> stupid. But um, obviously, that's not natural. <laughs> no, no, that's it. But I think it's probably going to be the same when you're not natural as well. Like, surely you can't just... I mean, 
you could probably make more progress in a lesser amount of time, but surely the same kind of principles apply. It's like, yeah, there's uh, got to be a limit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a ceiling there, won't there? And you've got to spend some time just like eating some food and fucking pushing the calories up and pushing the training up as well. Definitely. Not that I would know, but it's like being on, but um, yeah, it's definitely, I'd imagine it's definitely going to be similar. Yeah. hundred percent. Hundred percent. Are you um when are you starting your your little diet for a photo shoot? Because I remember you telling me that. Well, that was what that that that's what this was going to be, and I'm not going to lie. I just I, I can't. Couldn't be asked. Being that busy. <laughs> I've, yeah. Well, it's not so much that. It's just I suppose like on on the bigger scale, what I actually want to achieve. I, I do definitely want to compete again. I think that's cemented in my mind the last few like months. I've not competed since 2018. And, right, um, same here. Yeah. Yeah. So like with that kind of goal of I've I've all I've got a lot of trophies there that are all second or third place. You know, there's no first places there. And I, I want to win a show and I think I just need to put on more size and it's just going to take time. And although like the photo shoot might have been slightly handy for my business, um I don't think it would be, you know, night I don't think it make night and day difference basically having like yeah. some professional photos of me. So like the, the main goal is to you know get up there and, and win a show really even even if it's just a qualifier to try and win a show. Um so Pushing it to that extreme was probably going to be a waste of time for me this year. It was just a, a bit of a tidy up, get my appetite back, and then push up again. And uh, yeah, cool. so the main goal was uh, main goal was to win the BNBF Scottish. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the Scottish, but it'd, it'd be nice to win the Scottish. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah How about I'm, you, James? Um, how's your training going? Good. I'm starting prep on the second of May this year, and then the first show is going to be uh, late August. So regional qualifier for the Arnold Two you know, Bros. All right, yeah, yeah, cool. So doing that, and then I've got like PCA, FitX, and a couple of those. Do a few shows, yeah. Yeah, probably looking at about like five or six, maybe if like qualifying for the finals. Hopefully, I don't know oh. if it was you that was saying, or or was it when we had Josh on the last time? Um, people, whoever it was, someone was saying that FitX run quite a good show. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. I think they're like up and coming big time. Um, FitX, PCA, two bros. I think they're like the biggest three in the UK at the moment. That have, yeah, you know. Um, not natural shows. I'm not saying that you don't <laughs> have to be shows. Yeah, well, untested yeah. shows. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I don't know. Like, so um, with, see with the BNBF, um, they run these posing clubs. So next week, actually, next Sunday, they run one at the Body Academy in Perth. There, um, that's a Scottish one, and then they've kind of got them all over. There's like a northern one. There's like you know a southern one, things like that, and they're kind of all over the UK. And um, there's northern Irish one as well, actually, and. Um, They've got like uh, these week kind of clubs set up up until like you know the kind of show season starts, and you'll get like pro bodybuilders or people that have competed quite a lot of times kind of running these show, um, these kind of posing classes, and um, yeah, just take people through their posing and kind of teach them. And I think that's something that's like, I think they run that really, really well. I think it's really, really good that they do that because how many times do you see like someone maybe competing for the first time? They might have a great physique, but um, they're you know they don't know how to present it. Yeah, so exactly. and, and like I used these personally when I um like first started as well. Like I was going to them obviously with them being at the body academy, there's no reason not to go to them. Um but like yeah, that's that's where I got shown a lot of like the posing and things like that. And uh I wouldn't say I'm amazing at posing, but I'm certainly half decent at it. Um cool. and it's all all kind of thanks to that. So um I don't know if you guys get anything like that for any any of the federations. Um no, I don't have it's maybe a PCA one. A couple of I think there's a couple of PCA ones I've seen, maybe knocking yeah. around in like Birmingham, I think it was. But uh, I've got to be honest, I'm absolutely shit at posing, so I need to go to them. 
yeah. Well, you'd probably be uh, more than welcome at the BMBF one, to be fair. Um, I'm trying to think where the Northern one is, but um, if you went to the BMBF page, they're definitely on there. Um, oh, cool. we'll definitely check it out, like um, because like the posing is going to be much the same, I suppose. We're here, natural. Uh, yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're testing for the posing. <laughs> well, that's it. But yeah, it's uh, it's probably an under um undervalued part of the process of like competing in like a physique competition I would say yeah the presentation's got to be on point hasn't it else you're just not doing that 16 to 20 a week prep justice are you I, like um so one of my guys has wanted to compete this year um was taking them through some posing drills for the first time and um see when you're like kind of off season not quite show lean yet or anything like that it's quite awkward to pose, isn't it? Like to get some of the like twisting motions and things like that. Like yeah. you know, hit a side chest or something like that. Even where I'm at right now, I find it awkward to kind of hit a side chest or something like that. So uh, yeah, I forgot how awkward it is when you first start as well. Like just trying to hit some of these poses. It is yeah, it's, difficult. It's contracting the muscles that you're going to contract, isn't it? And the show it's fucking, and it's fucking accurate. It's harder it than is. <laughs> it's really keeping those those abs braced when you're on stage. And it's like, fucking hell, that's hard work. I mean, it is harder than training. I remember one show I done. It was a BBF Northern Irish. Um, that was in 2018, actually. Um, was it that show? Can't remember. Or the one before it was one 2018. Doesn't really matter. Anyway, um, you know how like you pump up backstage. I'd been doing like um, I had like a band on my feet, and I was doing like lateral raises because like I'm aware my shoulders need work, and uh, I was like trying to get them pumped up. And I'm doing all these lateral raises and I got up on stage and I was like doing my front relax and I was like fuck my shoulders are absolutely fucking killing me <laughs> and it was just like 15 minutes of pure pain to the fucking shoulders while I was up there trying no. to pose <laughs> I suppose you don't want that do <laughs> no so anyone that's listening to this and is thinking about competing um, maybe like get pumped up but give yourself a couple of minutes before you get on stage what, uh, and recover I went we, like superset lateral raise right into posing <laughs> what, what other stupid stuff have you done like uh, pre-show <laughs> to be fair I've, I've generally been again with like um, you know the kind of community the body academy a lot of people that have competed and things like that and then um, you know like the guy that run the BNBF that are there and they've kind of made sure you know what you're doing so you don't run into these kind of mistakes which is really uh, handy because cool. had I been doing it by myself I would have made a lot more mistakes yeah I made the first time I competed I made a lot of mistakes um, like I was just eat that carb load and eating a shitload of fucking jelly babies and everything was on stage <laughs> fucking just bloated to fuck contract my abs or tense or anything it was like bloated and I thought oh for fuck's sake quite um, often for getting that kind of thing right like you know trying to I suppose peak yourself um, and things like that which yeah um, definitely yeah, that's I, it's going to be trial and error for a lot of people. If you've not yeah. got if if you've not got like a coach or someone like kind of looking over your shoulder, that's just going to be a bit of trial and error. And it's like it's one of those things like it's it's worth doing because like although you might make mistakes, you obviously learn from it and you kind yeah. of push on from there. If uh, I don't know if Dane is joining us, but if he did, he would really have a lot to add to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck knows, I've never never heard back from him, but um, yeah, um. He would have a lot to add to this conversation because um, he's a guy that's kind of been around and done quite a few shows and things like that as well. Oh, but cool. um, yeah, it's, it's as I say, it's one of those things. It's trial and error. Sometimes you just got to try something and go for it. And if it doesn't work, well, we'll do something different the next time. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't be afraid to try. Yeah, I mean, the, the first show is always fucking terrible, isn't it? <laughs> Again, I, I don't think mine was too bad. I, I came second in like a junior oh, class nice. when I was like That's 19 cool. or something. So like, I don't think mine was too bad. And again, I think I'm just lucky the environment I've kind of been in and the people that have been around me to help me. I think I'm just lucky 
that it kind of landed up that way because it, it could have been much worse. I remember um, the first time I kind of dieted um, or got myself kind of lean, it wasn't for sure or anything, but um, that was my idea of lean at the time. And uh, if I got on a bodybuilding stage like that, I don't think it would look very good. <laughs> <laughs> but it certainly, um, to me, it was like my idea of lean at the time. It's probably like where I'm at right now, actually. Um, just, you know, you can faintly see a six-pack. I was like, oh, yeah. I am shredded. I am a man. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, until someone shows you something else, it's possible that you can get that little bit further. You don't know that it's, it's possible to do that. So, yeah. And then... Um, dig deep to get to that um, stage ready, Lee, though, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um, I think, um, again, like, <laughs> I've just been lucky. I've been pushed to that degree and, like, shown where to go with that. Because, as I say, if you don't know, you can get to a certain stage. It's going to be fucking pretty hard to push yourself there but um and then people some people can take that too far there's a lot of things you can go into with this and some people like run themselves like into the ground can't they yeah like um, depleted and flat and yeah yeah that's yeah. it almost like uh um what i'm trying to think of a good comparison for this here but um certainly not a good look <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and it's definitely not what you want to achieve but uh, i suppose bodybuilding and physique stuff is mostly about what well, bodybuilding certainly about the package that you bring and it's not just being super lean it's not just being big it's you know it's not just being, yeah. it's, it's a bit of everything um, and sometimes it can just come down to apples and oranges <laughs> that's um that's a bit of a cliche but um you know sometimes judges just prefer one thing to another <laughs> exactly. think, yeah, uh, and like we said last time we did a podcast it's like the federations which ones you're in and what preferences they have isn't it yeah Definitely. I mean, I've never actually competed with anyone apart from the BNBF. So, um, but I have heard a lot of people say that, like, you know, different federations will give different feedback that can kind of like, um, you know, collide with each other. But yeah. that's just the way the way it goes, the way the cookie crumbles, I suppose. Um, so yeah, um, moving on to that, like, so when you start your prep, how how do you work that? Do you use like a meal plan, or do you still stick with macros? Got to be a meal plan. Um, yeah. Definitely, obviously, I've got Josh prepping me, doing my new nutrition and um, stuff like that. So whatever he says with that, and then I'll sort of tailor my own training around it and give him a little bit of info what I'm doing with that, and then we sort of adjust volume between us and see where we're at. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. What kind of food sources do you usually use? You know, at the moment, everything. <laughs> It's a lot of food. Maybe <laughs> I need to start prepping um, It probably is at the start of it. Probably going to be the same foods, like obviously like cereals, bagels, um, chicken, mince, all that sort of stuff. All the boring bodybuilding sort of types of foods. Um, yeah. And obviously, as we go along, things are going to get reduced, and then it's going to end up being like higher volume foods, like sweet potato, uh, yeah. white potato, more basmati rice. Things like that, things with a higher density, uh, volumes of food. Yeah, so you, you almost start with sources that aren't amazing in terms of like nutrient profiles, um, and then yeah. switch on them as you get Def- closer to the definitely. show. It's more like calorie dense foods. Obviously, in the off seasons, um, I'm finding it really hard to eat my veg in at the moment. So I'm having like green shakes in the morning, and still managing yeah. to get some fruits in, but the veg just because it's so much fiber and. Uh, it just fucks my stomach up big time. So um, obviously I'm going to introduce a bit more fruit down the way, uh, fruit, uh, vegetables, uh, bit by bit as I get uh, further down into prep and obviously yeah. more volume of food again. Well, that's it. Yeah, like you, you generally find these cleaner sources, if you want to call it that, are 
like more you get more volume for your calories if that makes sense yeah and it's more nutrient dense isn't it yeah yeah and that's it of course like there's more nutrient dense but like you you get more food in the plate for the same amount of calories whereas like you know an example would be let's see if i can do this off the top of my head like a bagel is like what 245 calories um yeah i'd say so yeah and like you'd maybe get like 300 grams of sweet potato for that yeah and that's dense when you look at it try to think if i'm trying to think if i'm right there yeah and like there's more space taken up on your plate with that sweet potato more space taken up in your stomach as well which is going to help you the floor plus not to mention like you know the fiber and shit like that that's also going to it's going to be slower digestion and things like that that's going to keep you feeling fuller for longer so that makes total sense and you know switching the food sources um, and i suppose it makes sense switching the food sources in off season too because if you're eating a lot of food and you're trying to eat like fucking you know you'd be up to get the calories and you'd maybe be up like eating 600 700 grams of sweet potato if you really <laughs> that's right that's um, ridiculous imagine eating that fucking hell. <laughs> well, i've done 500s definitely I've, I've done like plenty of 500s of sweet potatoes um, sure. and i genuinely actually quite like sweet potatoes um, which is- i am um, i went from white potato to gnocchi don't know if you've tried gnocchi before Never even heard of it. What is it? So it's like these potato dumpling things. They're really, really good. Obviously, it's more denser in calories than an actual potato. So we mean uh, Josh has had me using that and really, really nice. Just depends how you cook it sometimes. Or something like how, how do you spell that? What's that? Uh, it's G-N-O-C-C-I. All right. Okay, I have yeah, that. Go. <laughs> I didn't know that's how you said it. <laughs> yeah, knocky. So I... Um, so I'll put that in instead of the sweet potato and it's just worked a treat just to get down. Looks like you're yeah. eating at a fucking Italian restaurant or something like that. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> um, I thought it was a share my screen here. Oh, you, fuck's sake, I can't share my screen in this. Um, share your screen, show people what you're, what you're talking about. <laughs> Let's have a look. Um, Probably everyone else knows what it, what it is, but it's just me that's like a fucking retard and doesn't know what it is. Um, okay, yes. How the fuck do I share my screen? <laughs> <laughs> There's a wee button down the bottom. It's like a green button. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. Yeah. Right, there we go. <laughs> okay, that's Wikipedia page. Never that's it. I know it's popped up on there. <laughs> what is it? Um, um, let me go back. And I'll actually... my... What? <laughs> Nokia. There's going to be a lot of people after this now, like, trying fucking Nokia for their, <laughs> for their off-season meals. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Google. Right, no. Okay, so that's go. okay. I'm just reading this. So it's like semolima, ordinary wheat flour, egg, cheese, potato, breadcrumbs, cornmeal, or similar ingredients, possibly including herbs, vegetables, and other ingredients. So basically, just potatoes and a lot of shit to make up some yeah, calories. Literally, that's it. <laughs> That's it. It's really good, though. Really, really good. I need to try it. <laughs> it's worth it. 100% Can't say worth I've it. ever tried Nokia, but um, yeah, it's sounds sounds exciting. Sounds like something you would get in an Italian restaurant, as I say, or something like that. <laughs> no, it's um, let's have a look at the actual macros in it. Um, Nokia uh, Morrison's. <laughs> That's where I get everything my from because I would well, you still live close to it. This is a weird podcast. This. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I find really interesting like um, you know you're saying you used to live close to that like James for anyone who doesn't know has moved into a new apartment and he like he calls it an apartment like whereas in Scotland we would just call it like a flat, a flat. And, uh, it depends I think, like, 
apartment <laughs> sounds so much nicer and we're just like so like, fucking doer up here and we're like ah, i've got a new flat <laughs> doesn't sound as exciting as oh i've got this very nice apartment <laughs> well when i uh, when i saw it it came up as an apartment so that's what i'm going to call it <laughs> <laughs> start calling you uh, calling a house a villa and everything uh, <laughs> that's how you sell it though isn't it <laughs> um, yeah i think it's just a scottish thing we're just like yeah we've got a flat and that's it <laughs> almost some sort of like drug den <laughs> whereas your sounds like a nice, say that. your sounds like a nice kind of holiday apartment or something like that <laughs> yeah so yeah so that's what i mean it's not too bad when you think about sweet potato what's sweet potato like you said it about 300 grams is about two i think um i think 100 grams is 80 calories of sweet potato yeah it's roughly about that isn't it so yeah you're looking about okay. 240 50 aren't you calories um for 300 and then look at this it's crazy so <laughs> i need to give it a try so do you just buy it like pre-made uh you buy it pre-made but you then you've got a like cook it, you've got to uh, like boil it or, well, I don't know, I've been boiling it. Um, ah, so, ah, so you're not like home, home cooking or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, oh, sometimes we've got a bit lazy, whack it in the microwave and then seeing what happens. I'm not, I'm not getting ill off doing that, so it's sort um, of what, um So how do you usually prep your meals, like going on to like, well, even right now or even on your contest prep, like how do you usually prep your meals? What is your routine so, for that? I, I cook everything at the weekend and then I've got everything for the week. I mean, like I cook a big bowl of mince. Obviously, it's a pain in the ass because you're cooking like raw weights and you know, the whole weight of food. So cooked weight, raw weight. So I sort of try and go off the, the cooked weight of foods, even though it's, it's not the best thing to do, but it's more convenient. I cannot be asked cooking meals each day and all that stuff. But it's like, what is it, chicken. Um, it's like 200 grams of raw chicken is about 150 cooks, isn't it? Because it loses the weight of the water. So no, no, that's similar. Yeah, like, yeah, that's similar like with potato and mince and things. So the only other one that's a bit awkward is, is rice, just because it depends on how much water that's cooked in. Yeah, definitely. I've had clients in the past, and I think I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but like clients in the past that have... Um, they've got confused between cooked weights and raw weights so they're like oh i had 100 grams of pasta only 170 calories i'm like well it's actually double that <laughs> so <laughs> you've went wrong there somewhere i always assume weights are raw unless it's stated otherwise um good probably a bit of advice for for everyone's just assume that foods like food weights are raw unless stated otherwise um but yeah i i kind of do everything raw so like the way i work it is for like chicken, which is my main protein source, really, um, I'll cook a kilo of chicken. I'll just like shove it in the slow cooker, try and make it as easy as possible. So it means like if I put it on this morning, I can fuck off all day and come back and get it later. Um, and then like, you know, there's a kilo in there. So divide whatever the then cooked weight is by 10. There's what 100 grams is. So you can from 100 grams, you can figure anything out. Um, in terms of like rice, I got a rice cooker. That is fucking um actually um shout out to uh, my mother-in-law Michelle she bought me a rice cooker um she she buys me like every like year at Christmas she buys me like a new um like kitchen appliance of some sort like I'm actually running out of space now um, can't anyway. play with that <laughs> but um yeah so like the, the rice cooker again you can fucking throw the rice in there like so I'll usually do like 100 gram meals depending on what like kind of calories I'm taking in but usually do 100 gram meals so like 500 grams in the rice cooker um a pint and a half of water or something like that and then you can leave that too because like right now I, I cooked it last um cooked some rice this morning right now it's sitting there keeps it warm you can go back to it and 
take whatever you need out of it um, for the day or you can like split into like five tubs or something like that and then I do eat a lot of sweet potatoes as well which there's no quick and easy way around you've got to chop those fuckers up um, put them in the air fryer <laughs> oh do you know what I've been doing when I had a chance literally buying a whole sweet potato whack it in the microwave for about fucking six minutes um, yeah. take it out fucking stab it a bit more put it back in for three minutes and then bang literally it's absolutely well, it's not the best thing to do, <laughs> I don't even know, own a micro just getting out do you not? no people always think that's quite strange it is quite strange <laughs> I don't like uh, I don't like the way food tastes out of a microwave or like the way chicken goes or anything like that oh I bet, yeah it goes rubbery and hard doesn't it I, I always feel like my, my stomach gets kind of like bloated like I trained legs yesterday and I'd, I'd eaten chicken and rice out of the microwave at the gym and I always feel like I get this kind of bloat after it but um, right there might be other factors. It might be the fact that I had a big fucking pre-workout like half an hour after it. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's always after like a microwave. And like I, I used to work in the gym as well um, at, at the weekends. And wh- whenever I ate there, even if I wasn't training after it, it was the same thing. Like I would get this like bloat and it's like after putting food in the microwave. And I don't know what that's all about. I don't know if that's fucking all in my head. <laughs> it could be. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just, I don't know. I don't like them. So I don't really use them. It probably makes my life a little bit harder, but. Harder than it needs to be. I probably use the microwave three, four times a day. Just because a lot of people cook like oats in that in the microwave. I've never yeah, that's what I do. In the microwave, never done that in my life. How, how do you cook oats? In a pot. <laughs> Fucking hell! I mean, like hot water out the, the kettle and. I like it. In or... Well, actually, I usually just put cold water in and let them. I feel they cook better that way. <laughs> so on a stove. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell! That's crazy. That's like caveman shit. <laughs> I feel like it tastes better. I've never put them in a microwave though. I can't oh, imagine enough. that. I can't imagine me liking that. I might. Uh, I might give it a go just because the protein powder. I don't know to put protein powder in a microwave just because I don't know what really it does to it. Apparently, it DNA is it, but I don't think it really has too much effect. But it goes really hard and, like I said, like rubbery like chicken. It's not. Um, yeah. It's not nice. So I might give that a go. So, um, yeah. I use um, a protein called AGF um, by a company called Unrivaled, and they've got like cold processed protein within it so like um I'm, I'm, now i might be quoting this wrong but i'm pretty sure like some of the treatments they use to make these protein powders like can destroy some of the amino acids so cold process is actually better so if you've got like a protein powder with cold processed i think it's like cold processed casein or something like that i can't remember exactly what it is um, cool. but if you've got something like that and then you stick it in like a microwave or like hot oats it's like you, you're just fucking wasting your money because yeah. <laughs> that... those proteins went through this process to yeah. you know get cold process rather than actually get like some of the amino acids destroyed in a kind of a, a, a higher temperature is and that the one just... with the, the see-through like box yeah yeah being and, yeah, and then, was, yeah. then you just go fucking stick it in your hot oats or something anyway and it's like well <laughs> you've defeated the purpose <laughs> but um yeah yeah so it's like quite a high quality protein that to be fair um cool. whereas like maybe if you get something like you know just a normal kind of whey or isolate or something like that you're probably probably not going to have that stuff in it anyway so i wouldn't yeah. worry but yeah certainly with, with something like agf and um, I, I know the the owner of that company gets pissed off when people eat up his protein really? <laughs> like what's the fucking point <laughs> <laughs> well so you you're using that at the moment then yeah yeah i use that and i, I use um what you call it, um perform stuff oh that's um, what all the, the well, flavors Ooh. well the, uh, the flavors are decent but i'm um, Again, I make oat pancakes, so <laughs> I don't want to cook the AGF um, because I'm like, what's the fucking point? Because that guy's um, going to go mad at you. That's why. I <laughs> so um, so I, I get some I get some cheap protein for that, and like it does a fucking job. Cool. 
Cool. Yeah, um, that again, like so. So with a whey protein as well. Um, again, I've read studies on whey protein where it's like, if you just take away protein by itself, it actually ends up flushing out amino acids from your bloodstream. Just like you know, like um, if you take like fast acting carbs, um, like and it'll just like you get like an insulin spike and it'll flush everything to like your 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 muscles and things like that. Yeah. Um, same kind of idea, like so. Seemingly, like if you just have a whey protein by itself, it's going to flush all all the amino acids out of your bloodstream, and you'll end up with lower bloodstream amino acids. Um, I, I could get that study for you, send it yeah, to you. Yeah, work it up, but, definitely. That'd be um, interesting. So, like something like a, a protein blend, like AGFs, that's where that comes in. That's where that makes sense. Connor, so, do, do you work for AGF? <laughs> yeah, ten, <laughs> one or ten for ten percent off. <laughs> but um, no, um, so yeah, I mean that's that's where that kind of comes in, and um. What I was going to say so so having something like the the cheaper protein and the pancakes where you're having it with oats and like I've got like an egg and that in there as well it's kind of going to slow down the digestion anyway so that to me makes sense anyway I, I may be wrong I'm no expert on nutrition I mean, like, by, whey by protein, it, it does spike like blood glucose um if you yeah. have it by its own so there yeah. might be something might be something with that or to do with that yeah yeah definitely um and then like if I'm just like saying just having like sometimes I'll just have like a protein shake before bed depending on what I've eaten for that day AGF's answer there because like it's got slow releasing pr- protein too. Um, so yeah, makes sense. A, a, a blend, a blend of some sort. Doesn't doesn't have to be AGF, but, <laughs> but if you do use Connor's head, if I promote this more, I might actually get that discount code. <laughs> Every podcast now, that's it. You're going to be short. Guys, welcome to the Physique Factory podcast. Um, we are all using AGF protein. <laughs> We've all gained ten pounds of muscle. <laughs> but yeah. Um, that's, that, I suppose that brings on to an interesting kind of topic. Do you think you need to use a protein powder? Mm. Um, it's more for convenience, I reckon. That's the most um, main thing. Convenience <laughs> and an, another protein source, switching protein sources, because I don't like having more than like one protein source twice a day just because the way yeah. what it does to my stomach. If I'm having like chicken three times a day or whey protein itself like three times a day, my stomach's not the best after doing that at the end yeah yeah I, I think as well like as you say convenience is a massive thing like if for example if if, if I, I eat a lot of chicken obviously um but if i run out of chicken you can have a shake with your meal you know if you've not got any chicken cooked or something like that or any mince or something like that um but also yeah as you, as you say it's like another protein source um and you can have it in your oats and it tastes pretty fucking damn good <laughs> as long as you let your oats cool down first <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah no and um, i think yeah convenience is, is a big thing even for like gem pop clients and that that I, I don't want for gem pop clients i don't want to them to feel like i'm pushing them onto supplements but it's just so easy just to have something there that you can just like run to like that um and they're usually the people that haven't got meals prepped as often or things like that yeah, that's but, that's a good topic that i mean like push or recommending supplements to gen pop clients because I don't want them rattling or spending like two hundred pounds a month on supplements because this yeah you could really really push it couldn't you at how far you go but depends what again it's what the client needs and what their goal is and I, I usually just start them like as soon as the client comes in it's like right let's get some clem I can't even say clem butyrol into you um, and and uh, maybe up some tests as well um, <laughs> just for ultimate results. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably like yeah, said that's so serious. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard probably. of that. I won't lie, like um, very recently I heard of um PTs doing that, like not 
I don't know those particular drugs, but certainly pushing steroids on their clients as soon as they walk in the door. Like we're just talking like a normal person who's never trained in their life. Like, oh yeah, you'll get no work with this. And by the way, I also sell these stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, two um, forms of income. You got your PT and you got your drug dealing. That's cool. Hi, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I heard of that quite recently. Um, not. Not actually local to me, thankfully, but um, yeah, I did, did hear that recently. But I bet a lot of that actually goes on. Mm. This, is, this is just like a public health message. If your PT offers you drugs, say no. <laughs> if your PT offers you drugs, kettlebell swings or sumo deadlifts, then you know what to do with it. <laughs> right at the door. <laughs> I really hope I've upset someone with that. <laughs> probably have <laughs> Might be I, I've, I've actually tried sumo deadlifts before and see even the feel of the exercise it's horrible it's, it feels awkward doesn't it really really awkward yeah it's not um, it's not a particularly nice exercise is it it's just um, it's, again it doesn't go through that a large range of motion does it so you can't really no. I, I just feel it's so demanding on your nervous system when you start loading that up and you, you bang for your butt but you're getting out of it it's nothing you're just going to fucking really tax your nervous system and you're going to be so fatigued you'd be far better doing a conventional deadlift if that's like you know if you're wanting 100%. to do some sort of hinge off the floor like that that's that's going to be the answer there um but yeah, I think the reason a lot of people do like sumo deadlifts, other people that do like them, like them, um, is because you can pull a bit gold. That's <laughs> it. The, the only goal, the only thing you're gonna get out of sumo deadlift um, is being good at the sumo deadlift. That's the main thing that is going to improve uh, physique yeah. wise. It's shit. Um, strength wise, relate transferring to other things is probably not the best. Again, and they said it's too fatiguing as well. So, I think I'm actually, I'd be stronger on a conventional deadlift than I would be on a sumo anyway. I think when I've done sumos, I only got up to like 200. I um, think that's just the skill of doing it though, isn't it? Yeah, probably because I've only done it like three times. But, yeah, um, yeah see, I've literally done it once and it didn't feel I, right. The only reason I even done it is because um, I went to see someone about like my back issues and he said, well, he, he reckoned a good thing for me to do would be to try some sumo deadlifts. And I think it was something to do with like my positioning because like I'm quite kind of hunched in upper back. So he's trying to get me a bit more upright which i suppose made kind of sense but they just weren't for me <laughs> fuck that what have um what have you pulled on like a conventional deadlift james what's your pb i've not done a conventional deadlift in about five or six years but the last time i did an rdl was about two years ago my hips been fucked but that's why i'm really? not really doing that much yeah i mean that i've got a trapped nerve i think a psychic nerve it's being like really compressed or there might be something further up back causing it i mean we still look got down to the end of it but um again when i did rts michael said it's a deficit of of one of the muscles around the hip so we're still trying to work that out and we're going to see what it is still trying to work out uh, what muscle is so it. in terms of rdl i think it got to 240 for about four or five reps that might, and that, that, that might cause it <laughs> <laughs> i actually i got a bit of sciatica doing an rdl a couple of weeks ago but um, it's fine i i, I went back I done it last well this week there. Um, I done it and I got up to like three points aside and it didn't hurt, so I'm quite confident now to push on again. Nice. But, um, like um, conventional deadlifts, I really really like them. Um, like um, I got two forty for three or something on that was like my PB and that's like weighing like eighty kilos. So just getting a pound for pound chat out there because James is our dummy. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I really do like a conventional deadlift. Um, but I've not been doing them a lot recently, and it's a lot. A lot of it's down to my upper back being pretty fucked. But I'm kind of slowly edging back into. It. I've been doing RDLs, and I like 
I like RDLs because of the element of control we've got compared to when I do a conventional deadlift, I can get quite carried away and I'll start going touch and go. And that's where my back actually starts to go. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll not be doing tidy dead stop reps. And if I could be patient enough to do dead stop reps, I'd be fine. But um, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely throw a conventional deadlift in again soon, I think. Um, but for now, try to take the RDL somewhere good. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to start wrapping this up? But first, before we do, um, what would you fancy doing next week or the next podcast? So that's going to be in two weeks, isn't it? So that's on the, is that the 17th? Yeah, we'll do one on the 17th, yeah. The 17th, cool. Um, what have you got in mind, just so we can keep people... Um, this, is, this is a bad thing to ask, because we actually like made this up like a day ago. <laughs> we were meant to be talking about um, about meal plans or something we've talked a little bit about that and then just went off on a fucking tangent but um, there's no, there was no plan really though was it just, just... no there's never really is <laughs> and hopefully hopefully you guys enjoy that um aspect of it we were meant to have someone else on with us today but um yeah he bailed on us so if you're listening to this dean hopefully next time we invite you, you so I'll, I'll get um, one of my mates on next time <laughs> that's hopefully it. they don't let me down hopefully your mates are more reliable um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, it'll be some random shit, but hopefully there's some relevant takeaways for you guys. Like hopefully from today, you've, there's been some stuff within our waffling that's actually going to help you. And if, if you've got any further questions on anything, please feel free to, to reach out to any of us. Yeah, um, definitely fire yeah, we do have an exciting guest coming on the podcast. Um, not the next one, but the one after that. Um, and we will give you guys some more information about that as soon as it's confirmed. But um, yeah, pretty confident he will be on. So there's, there's a giveaway. It's a he. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had a female guest on the podcast. We've only ever had one guest on the podcast anyway. Well, that's but, exactly. Um, yeah. But for diversity, we might have to, um, might have to get a, a female guest on. <laughs> 100%. Um, just to, just keep all the feminists happy out there. Big <laughs> yourself a hole now. <laughs> I better watch up soon. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so hopefully, um, hopefully Celtic get a good result today, and I'll be very happy in the next podcast. Where's it? Are you playing at home or away? Um, away. Oh, right. See what happens then. <laughs> Exciting! James will be watching this now. He'll be a Scottish football fan. <laughs> <laughs> know all about it. <laughs> right, guys, we'll wrap it up there. But thanks again for listening um, and tuning in. If you have any questions on anything that we kind of briefly waffled over today, feel free to get in touch with either myself or James. Um, I'm on Instagram at PT. And James, what's your tag on Instagram? It is JT underscore Physique Factory. Yeah, just look up Physique Factory and you'll find us. <laughs> right, guys, thanks for tuning in again. Cool. Cheers, guys. Bye.